this is WTM Watch This Movie. What? How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. How you doing? So, Vice President Mike Pence almost ran me off the road this morning. Did he? He's, <laughs> I, he's still in town? I'm driving to work a little early on 494 on the freeway. And as I'm getting to the bridge, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's this SUV state trooper entering right beside me. I'm in the left lane, but he's coming in on the right. You know, sirens going. Well, lights going, not sirens, mm-hmm. I guess. And I look over and there's just, there's just a huge fucking motorcade. A couple cars, a bunch of motorcycles, all lights going. And nobody knows what to do in the middle lane. So everyone's fucking going over <laughs> to the left. And I'm like, well, what the, f-? like, are they going to speed off in front of me? Like, should I go in front of them? <laughs> and then I realized that they're going 55 and a mm. 60. Yeah. And so finally I was just like, fuck it. I just sped up, went in front of them. But I was like, what the fuck? I was like, Trump's not in town. Trump is here like two weeks ago. Right. So who the fuck is this? Is Pence in town? And I go to work and people are like, yeah, Pence is in, he was in town yesterday talking yeah. about trade deals with the farmers. I figured he'd be gone by now. Trump doesn't stay overnight. Well, I think it's, I, I looked it up and I, I guess it's a Midwest trip. He had two stops in Minnesota yesterday, Thursday. Yeah. So today he must've been, cause he, he was, that was east of the airport. Mm-hmm. They were still going when, when I turned off to go to work. So maybe he's going to Wisconsin for something. Maybe. And he's driving there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's pretty close to the border. Going to maybe. another farmhouse. He was at a, some farm yesterday minnesota maybe he's going to check out the eau claire walmart to see if there's any ninja grannies doing karate while their fully grown uh adult son is getting naked in the back of the store did you read that story no i don't know what the fuck you're talking about there's a a couple uh weeks ago there was uh on the news i saw i saw it at a multiple outlets a, uh, it even made the front page of Yahoo. <laughs> there was a, a ruckus at the Eau Claire, Wisconsin Walmart. Hmm. It was a uh, a woman in a uh, like a scooter. Yeah. And her adult son and their dog, and the woman was taking down uh, store displays and putting them in her cart, <laughs> and the adult son was. Getting naked in the back of the store, getting ready to try on some clothes. And then the dog was stealing cornbread mix. (laughs) And they tried to arrest them, and uh, the woman started doing karate moves (laughs) on the police. Uh, Only in a Wisconsin Walmart. (laughs) Or Florida Walmart. Wisconsin for a while was turning into Florida, but it's kind of died down recently. Yeah, that'll happen. So how about the new intro, huh? That should be the new intro for the foreseeable future, although we might tinker slightly here or there. That is largely our new intro. So tell us what you think. Reach out to us on Twitter at watchthis__movie or Mr. Positivity at PositivelyWolf1. Yeah, if you liked it, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'll I'll take all the praise for that. If you don't like it, uh, send them all to at watch this underscore movie <laughs> and let Mulder know what a shitty job he did. <laughs> yes, it was a joint effort. Not that kind of joint. We yep. are sober. Well, you are. Right now. <laughs> Hopefully. Mulder just got off of work. Yep. Uh, so today's episode will just be a recently seen ep. But before we get to all that, we should probably give some shout outs and some thank yous. Shout them out. I think we should continue to do this more often. I think so. Keep networking. There's been some uh, some folks with other podcasts shouting us out. Yeah. And it's nice 
to hear some kind words because I'm so used to not being told kind words. Well, it's just nice to know that somebody's listening besides us. <laughs> That's true. It's it's not a wasted effort. Yep. You just got to change one life, Brad. Just one. That's all that matters. It's the power of one. <laughs> Watch that in fourth grade. Not fourth grade. It's seventh grade. Seventh grade, huh? Not fourth grade. I'm Wait not it. familiar. It was about apartheid. Ah, Fourth grade's a little young for apartheid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shout out and a thank you to the St. Paul Filmcast. It is, of course, a local podcast. Oh, yeah? And uh, St. Paul, no less. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah, if you couldn't guess yeah. by the name. But uh, Nick and Vince gave us a nice review on iTunes uh, not too long ago. And uh, we started listening to their podcast as well. They run a pretty great show, good audio quality, a variety of movies, and they have a lot of very interesting uh, guests. Yeah, a lot of uh, independent filmmakers, Mm -hmm. a lot of people who know how to make movies on shoestring budgets, Yep, uh, getting by on their own without the backing of big studios and things like that. So it's it's really interesting to hear that side of things uh, versus, you know, all the Disney and Marvel and... Stuff mm-hmm. like that, where they're putting millions and millions and millions of dollars in it. It's kind of nice to see people who are, you know, just scraping by for the love of movies mm-hmm. and their experiences and, you know, why they do what they do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check them out. Uh, another shout out to the Hustle Motherfucking Hustle, the home video hustle to be home video hustle. specific. Yes. Yes. Now, they'd run that out of New York, correct? No. Are they near, where are they at? Ohio. I guess I never <laughs> looked at where they're at. They're in uh, Ohio. I believe, Ohio. I believe they mentioned that on their, uh, not their most recent episode, because that dropped today, but the one from last week. Apparently, people coming up dead in Ohio. Ah. In Columbus. And they're worried. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, shout out to uh, Brent and PJ. Yeah, please don't die. I'm I'm a little worried after listening to that that Star Wars episode two episode. Yeah, I highly enjoyed their Django Unchained episode, their Do the Right Thing episode, uh, the Lord of the Rings one as well. That was pretty funny. Yeah, you've never heard the word bumblefuck so many times, <laughs> or used so accurately. Yeah, as their Lord of the Rings episode. Or racial slurs following the word wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of racial slurs, they just dropped their two-year anniversary episode today, which I have not listened to yet. But it's about a movie that I caught on Turner Classic Movies a couple years back. Uh, And it has a slur in the title. It's Boss N. Starring uh, Fred Williamson and Derville Martin. It's a, yeah. it's a black exploitation comedy western, uh, which is a heck of a combination, mm-hmm. but they pull it off. Yeah. So, so I'm interested. Uh, I'm really excited to hear what the home video hustle has to say about that one. Congratulations on their two years. Everybody should go check them out. Yeah, definitely. I would highly recommend it. Uh, finally, a continued thank you to our friends... From across the pond, it's just been a budding friendship. Yeah. Going back and forth on their latest episode. Should we say who they are? Maybe we should. <laughs> should we? Mark and Steve from Movie Drone in the UK. I always forget to say this, but I'm going to say it now. I like their uh, their intro theme to their show because they just ripped off Tatanka's WWF theme. <laughs> Which is pretty hilarious because they're very British. You think they know it's Tatanka's theme? They, well, I, I think so, and I think they colonized it, and they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but white man's burden, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> like, haven't you done enough to them, the the Native American people? <laughs> now you're stealing their music. Manifest destiny, Brett. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were referencing a conversation that 
Steve and I were having about you know us Yanks not exactly understanding every word that they say on their podcast. Did he call you a Yank? That's, no, that's a slur too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind in the slightest if a Brit calls me a Yank. I welcome it, actually. I find it endearing. Okay. Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> yeah. Stick I a, drove on Yankee Doodle to get here today. Stick a, stick a feather in your cap and call it macaroni. <laughs> uh, We're yeah. taking it back. Taking it back. We're just going to own it. <laughs> Put it on the back of my shirt. Yankee for life. <laughs> just don't go to Boston with that. Yeah. <laughs> couple of things with uh maybe their accents but mostly it's some of the slang that they use so he sent out a challenge on the last episode that was a uh a cockney rhyming scheme mm-hmm. now and i understood it right away i didn't have to prove anything to anybody yeah. but i understood it. you didn't understand shit you don't know what i did or didn't understand <laughs> well actually i did because to tell the truth to the listeners we already recorded this episode a couple of days ago and then if you follow us on Twitter, you saw that there was a big, another computer snafu and audio was lost. Mulder, Mulder blames the computer, but we all know what happened. No, the computer is old and shitty. Just because it's a Mac doesn't mean it's not going to break down. Anyways, uh, yeah, Cockney rhyming scheme. They have like the Cockney slang will have a series of two words or sometimes three if you count the and, but they don't count the and. So apples and pears mean stairs because pears rhymes with, rhymes with stairs. And sometimes they'll drop the first word. So mm-hmm. if somebody says, take a walk up the apples, talking about take a walk up the stairs. But it's hard to differentiate because sometimes they'll put both words and sometimes not. But I translated their phrase. I, was, I believe I was the first person to do it. Because he was surprised that anybody did it or took the time. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> I messaged him. like I listened to it at least 30 times because I couldn't understand some of the words he was saying. So I sent him what I thought he said. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, mostly. They would change this, change that. <laughs> and he gave me what I, he's like, you should have told me this right away. It could have saved you a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had it written down. It sounded like he was reading it. So, Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, they continue to run a great show. Uh, they've been very supportive of us. We we want to be supportive of them. Should we introduce ourselves? <sighs> Dude, that's for after. That's for after. No, like to the episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, we'll get it out of the way quick. I am Eric Mulder. So he says, wrecked them, damn near killed them. Chicken dippers. And you are <laughs> Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T, Brett. Chicken dippers! This is WTM. Watch this movie. Yeah, well, and we're, and we're talking about movie drone. We don't even have to introduce the show anymore because now the intro does that. I know people uh, know what the show is by the intro. People, people, new listeners be tuning in before and they'll be like, "I think this is the right show," and then they got us through the whole intro to find out. Now, it's like they a minute know. of random movie clips. Now they know it right music. away. Yeah, now they can figure it out, and they're like. Who's we that? say it twice. There's Mulder in there, <laughs> but who's that other guy? <laughs> it's not me. So, yeah, uh, back to those movie drone fellas. I have a bit of a challenge for them. Now, I'm going to play a clip here. It's from Goldmember. Gives you a bit of an idea of what us Yanks are, you know, thinking when we hear them talk once in a while. This will come up. Dad! Hello, son. Just... Overpowering my goals. <laughs> I'm here to rescue you. Come quickly. I've got a better idea. Why don't you rescue me in about, two, what, seven or eight minutes? Eh? <laughs> oh, knock it off. I don't want to see my dad on the job. Come on, let's go. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girls. No. I've got to go. It's my boy. Hold on. Oh. oh. What's wrong with your neck? I took a Viagra. Got stuck in my throat. I've had a stiff neck for hours. Oh, I thank you. you. <laughs> Listen, Dad, if you are going to talk about naughty things in front of these American girls, then at least speak English English. All right, my son. 
I could have had it away with his cracking jury, my old china. Are you telling pork pies in a bag of tripe? Because if you are feeling quickly, why not just have a J. Arthur? What, Billy? No, mates. Two right, youth. Don't you remember the crembo din din we had with the grotty Scotchman? Mm. Oh, the one that was all sixes and sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was a travelling striper. The Morris dancer lived up the apples of pears. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she was the barrister that became a yeah. bobby and a lorry. The, and they gave her the gatling gun in the bottom of St. Regis tea kettle. And then she sat on a turtle. Oh, God, we had some good times, eh? We had some good times, eh? Wonderful times. Good times, yeah. (laughs) So, Goldmember was good enough to give subtitles for what they were talking about. So Nigel, Austin's dad, is Michael Caine, talking to Austin. And uh, he says, uh, I was about to make love to this pretty girl. Austin says, is this true? If you were aroused, why didn't you pleasure yourself? What, alone? He says, indeed. And then Michael Caine goes, uh, remember Christmas dinner with the Scottish girl? Oh, the insane one? She was the wife of the dancer who lived upstairs. Oh, yeah, a lawyer who became a policeman in a truck. And then it trails off. And they both get really excited as they're talking. And mm-hmm. just the subtitles are just a bunch of question marks. And then it goes to tea kettle. And then shat on a turtle. So we're wondering if you could help us out and decipher what is apparently indecipherable in Goldmember. Well, Mulder wants to know. Yeah, I would like to know. I want to, you know, I want to find out what the punchline of the story is. I see. I guess you could say shed on a turtle is the punchline, but I guess the resolution of the story there besides shitting on a turtle. <laughs> I I thought when he said all sixes and sevens, he was talking about tech nine. <laughs> I've heard the, the sixes and sevens phrase for insane before i believe maybe it's just from this movie and yeah mandela effect i don't know but it also means like good and bad yeah my uh my old china um that's another cockney thing with the phrases china plate because plate rhymes with mate mm. so my old china is my old friend but yeah sounds kind of racist <laughs> <laughs> everything does in this day and age <laughs> In this political climate? It's 2019. We need to clean it up. If you're not being racist, you're not trying. (laughs) Or is it the other way around? Wait. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) You're not even trying and you're racist. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, I think anything else we got to discuss before we get into the recently seen? I hope not. I All right. I don't remember. Let's get it started. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? What did you see, Brett? I went to the movie theater. Ooh, it's a rarity. Second time this year. Ooh. To go see a 2019 movie called Avengers Endgame. Oh, good for you. And how was it? Uh, well, let's, let's get through the... Uh, <laughs> It was directed by Anthony Russo and Joe Don't go Russo. through the whole cast. <laughs> it stars all the Avengers. <laughs> and the synopsis is, After the devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins. Dun, dun, dun. With the help of remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe. Yeah, so I liked Infinity War. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I remember as much. It was sh- shockingly uh, enjoyable. It was shockingly enjoyable. So you've seen very few Marvel films. Yeah. Like, uh, pretty much, that was the first Avengers movie I'd seen with the Avengers title, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the standalone ones I, I have not seen. I really like the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're very little screen time in Endgame. Mm. Uh, And then the rest of the characters that they kind of focus on are the ones that I (laughs) really am not that interested in. So, yeah, the the movie uh, is a much different style and pacing than Infinity War or the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that kind of threw me off. The first half, maybe two-thirds of it, is 
very slow and very melodramatic. Hmm. Um, so it focuses a lot on the survivors kind of dealing with the loss of everybody who uh, was lost in Infinity War, I guess you would say. So if you have a connection to those characters and the characters that are remaining, I assume you'd get a lot more out of it than I did. It's still a decent watch. Uh, it picks up towards the end, which... Uh, Can you just tell me this? Do the Avengers clap back? I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Uh, I don't think it's spoilers to say uh, I didn't like what they did with the Hulk or Thor. Uh, the Hulk basically got turned into Beast from X-Men. <laughs> which uh, I didn't care for. Uh, he was kind of annoying. Uh, Thor, who I don't have a lot of backstory on Thor, but they kind of turned him into a joke, and I didn't care for how they they handled that either. But you know, I think it's still worth seeing. Uh, obviously, if you're into the Marvel Universe, you've probably already seen it. If... You have just a passing interest in it. I think it's still worth seeing. Um, it's uh, obviously pretty culturally significant at this point uh, with how popular it is and how long they've been going on with these movies. So I will give Avengers Endgame a WTM eventually. Watch this movie eventually. Eventually. And with that, should we rehash our rating system again? I think so. New intro? Might as well. Talk about the rating so. system. So we have a very unique rating system, I guess. Uh, it's easiest to think of it as five-star rating system, but it's not. It's a little different. It's a way that we try to help film lovers prioritize what movies they watch. So the top level, the best of the best is ASAP. So watch this movie ASAP as soon as possible. Those are movies like, you know, 2001 or Pulp Fiction or, you know, Clockwork Orange, things like that. And everything in between, basically. Mm. Uh, next step down is WTM Soonish. So movies that just missed the cut of the top category, but these are great films uh, that you should make it your beeswax to see pretty soon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the middle level is eventually, and then is kind of our official stamp of approval, uh, we recommend that you at least eventually see it. Now, if the movie, like he just rated Avengers Endgame, even though he said eventually, if the movie is currently in theaters, we recommend that you see it in the theaters. Yep. And I recommend you do not bring your baby to (laughs) Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Ruin part of it for you, huh? And if you do, make sure it doesn't cry during the quiet parts. (laughs) It's probably fine if it's crying a little during the noisy parts. Can't really hear it. Well, uh, that's to be expected, right? Yeah. But I don't know why you have a baby in the movie theater <laughs> in the first place. Babysitters are expensive, dude. I don't condone you leaving your kid in the car in the heat, but leave your kid in the car outside during the movie if you can't get a babysitter. <laughs> Roll down those windows. <laughs> there's there's a line in... Uh, leave the key in the ignition. It's one of the alternate Anchorman movies. I can't remember if it's the first one or second one. But they go to Brick with weather. <laughs> he's talking about how hot it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, every time, you know, this this time of year, every year, I, I end up talking about it. You know, please, if you have pets in your car, you know, roll up those windows so that heat <laughs> can't get into the car. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we recommend we see eventually films in the theater if you can, because that's at least supposed to be the best place to see a film. Generally, yeah. Generally. Second level from the bottom is WTM Last Resort. Watch this movie as Last Resort. It's movies we, some of them we might even like a little bit, but we didn't deem it necessary for you to watch. Or it's more of a mixed bag. Like I'm sure you'll find films in there that you maybe you really like, but it's kind of like you're taking a chance. Yeah. These aren't, you know, 99% of them, they're not 
you know, critically heralded films, you know, that type of thing. Right. But they could be enjoyable if you come across them. Uh, and then the bottom category is the dreaded never category. Watch this movie never. Mm-hmm. Perfect example of a never movie is Rocky Five. You don't need to watch it. I love all the Rocky movies pretty much except for five. And if I had my way, it wouldn't exist in the universe. And it, I mean, the movies that came after it seem to suggest the same. <laughs> it's kind of largely ignored. All right. But yeah, that is our rating system. So there you, can you go. Check out films that we have rated on our website, WTMWatchThisMovie.com, under the ratings section. That's where they'd be. Yep. Yeah, if you're looking for something to watch, that's a good list Mm -hmm. to determine what to watch. You know, we obviously, we don't rate movies the same. So if we rated the same movie and it's different, we try to meet in the middle somewhere. Mm -hmm. So if I rated ASAP and he said eventually, I'd probably put it as a soonish on the website. Which I think we did that with us, but reversed. Yep. I, I wanted to do ASAP. You wanted to do eventually, so. Mm-hmm. Give it a soonish. I gave it a soonish. The ASAP rating is very rare. It's only given out a couple times a year, maybe. If that. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you see a, a film on there, it's also helpful to type in the name of the film on the search box on the homepage. Because then you, it'll pop up if we've talked about it in any episodes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes multiple episodes, so you could get, you get different uh, reviews. You know who liked it more. You could find out that type of thing. Yeah, because we don't always watch movies together. We never watch movies together. Yeah, very, very <laughs> rarely. But uh, yeah, check that out. I am going to talk about another movie from 2019. It is called The Beach Bum. This is directed by Harmony Corinne, starring Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg. Isla Fisher, uh, Stephanie Levy Owen, Zach Efron, Jonah Hill, Jimmy Buffett, Martin Lawrence, and that's about it. Synopsis is a rebellious stoner named Moondog lives life by his own rules. The Moondogs. Yes. They're a hillbilly wrestling family uh, from the 80s. <laughs> uh, the main character of this film, Moondog... Matthew McConaughey is a... Is he chewing uh, on a giant bone? No, not at all. No. He's just kind of a big stoner druggie who likes pounding PBRs all day and writing poetry Mm. and getting into various shenanigans. He's also pretty much filthy rich, uh, has rich friends, and it's uh, one of uh, Harmony Corinne's last film, Spring Breakers. It's filmed in a similar way. You didn't. I love Spring Breakers. You didn't. No, so it's like a big ninety-minute montage. Not at all. I didn't like it at all. And it's filmed in a similar way. The tone is definitely different. It's much more comedy uh, than Spring Breakers. Although there's plenty of funny stuff in there. At least I thought. But yeah, it just kind of goes through his life over. I don't know, maybe about a month-long period, something like that. Maybe a little longer. It's slightly like fear and loathing in that you're following these people on drugs as they get into various shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But I would not equate this film with fear and loathing. You and I are both very that's, high in fear and loathing. That's quite a jump. Yeah. There's a lot of funny parts. Uh, Soup Dog plays a, a very rich uh, R&B singer, so not too far of a stretch. Is it R&B instead of straight rap? Instead of R&G? <laughs> It was fun to see Martin Lawrence again. I haven't seen him in forever. So what, the Illuminati got him? Is that what you told me? <laughs> oh, yeah, you need to look that up. You don't. I can't believe you don't remember the time that Martin Lawrence ran out into the street in his under, underwear talking about how they're coming to kill him. Like I said, I just don't remember it specifically. It was a long time ago, wasn't it? Like 10 years ago, probably? It was probably mid-2000s. Okay, so longer, maybe. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun cast, a lot, a lot of funny moments. Keeps it pretty light throughout, except for there's one part that's a bit bit of a downer. But mm. other than that, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't think you uh, necessarily need to see it. Fans of Harmony Korine, I think you'll like it. I liked it. Probably going to buy it, but uh, I'm probably going to have to give this a last resort. 
It's a last resort. Now, I could change that in the future. It could creep up to an eventually. It's just the difference between this and Spring Breakers was I thought there was a lot to pull out of Spring Breakers versus this one. It seemed to not have as much of a purpose or, I guess, ideas to convey. Okay. But there is one theory I have that would kind of change that a little bit, but I don't want to give the film too much credit right away, so... (laughs) Right. Maybe when I watch it again, I'll change the rating. But until then, it is a last resort. There you go. I watched a 2017 movie, which we've mentioned on the podcast many a times. As have you ever seen this? No. <laughs> it's been on my DVR for a year and a half. It's called Roman J. Israel Esquire. Ah, finally. Finally watched. Somebody that I know has now seen it. <laughs> It was written and directed by Dan Gilroy, who uh, we remember. Uh, remember. You ever have that? Word you can't get? We remember from our Nightcrawler episode. Yep. Him and the rest of the Gilroys. Big fan of the Gilroys. Were, uh, were involved in that one, too. Uh, it stars Denzel Washington, Colin Farrell, Carmen Ejogo. Uh, Linda Gravett, Amanda Warren, Hugo Armstrong, Sam Gilroy, Tony Plana, D. Ron Horton, uh, Amari Cheatham, or Cheatham, sorry. Quite a few other people are in there, but that's basically the main cast. Uh, synopsis, Roman J. Israel Esquire, a driven, idealistic defense attorney, finds himself in a tumultuous series of events that lead to a crisis and the necessity for extreme action. I thought this was a really good movie. Nice. It's uh, it's 6.4 on IMDb, and it's in the 50s on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience or critics? I think both. Because it was nominated for some Oscars. Uh, I know Denzel was nominated for uh, Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can see what else they got nominated. Yeah, it was just got nominated for the one Oscar for Denzel. Uh, and Denzel is fantastic uh, in the lead role. And um, so, yeah, it's it's about a an attorney who is kind of socially inept, I guess you would say. And he's in a two-man firm. And Roman J. Israel is kind of like the brains behind everything. He does all the research. He writes all the memos. He writes all the, you know, he does all the the paperwork, uh, all the grunt work, and kind of decides on the, the legal path for all the cases. And then his partner actually meets with the clients and, goes to the court appearances and and all that stuff. Well, something happens to his partner, and uh, Roman's life is kind of turned upside down. Uh, And so he ends up having to work for Colin Farrell's character, who was a former student of Roman's partner. And as he gets more into that corporate attorney uh atmosphere or culture Mm -hmm. he kind of loses sight of his his uh his principles that he has brought has built his career on over you know the past 30 plus years so you kind of see the progression of his character as he deals with this traumatic event and these major changes in his life uh and how it affects him and i thought you know, the pacing's really good. The writing is really good. Denzel is fantastic. Uh, so, like I said, I'm surprised that it got such middling reviews. Um, I would expect it... I would have expected it to be reviewed better than this. Um, but I would recommend it as a WTM soonish. Mm. Soonish. It's good to hear. That was the... Uh... The Gilroy film I hadn't seen because yeah. I you know, love Nightcrawler and I enjoyed Velvet Buzzsaw. I think I'll like it more on repeat viewings, but yeah, I you know it's a great. Uh, I guess you would call it a character study, but mm-hmm. 
you know, you kind of go on the journey with him and see, you know, once he gets out of his comfort zone, you know, what happens and whether or not he can kind of hold on to, you know, what made him him. Yeah. Nice. All right. I'm going to talk about a movie from 2018 called Lizzie. It's directed by Craig William McNeil, starring Chloe Sevigny, Kristen Stewart, Jeff Perry, Fiona Shaw, Jamie Sheridan, Tara Oaks, Kim Dickens, and Dennis O'Hare. Synopsis. A psychological thriller based on the infamous 1892 murders of the Borden family. Lizzie Borden. Yeah, I was not aware of Lizzie Borden and the Borden murders. I'm shocked. Before I saw this. I mean, I I watched it on Shudder. And, you know, there was a little synopsis there. And I talked about the infamous murders. I was like, oh, it must be based on a true story. But then you don't want to look it up. Right. you think it'll spoil it. But I'm surprised you had never heard of Lizzie Borden. And maybe in passing and back in the day, but it didn't ring a bell. I know I'm positive it's been referenced in dozens of other movies and TV shows. It's extremely, extremely famous case. Yeah. She's an axe murderer. Allegedly. (laughs) Because uh, she was found not guilty. Well, so is OJ. So, yeah. And it's not a spoiler because the, there's no, I don't think there's a trial at the end of the movie. I don't know. I can't remember. Did Actually, she? Shit, I can't remember now. Did she do an interview years later explaining if she did it, how it was done? <laughs> Not quite. And then exactly, you know, describing the the way the murders actually happened. Yeah, there, there's a few popular theories of who did it and how they did it. Mm. And this explores one of those theories. Yeah, I th- I think I've, uh, now that I'm kind of thinking about this, I feel like I had heard theories that like she was bipolar or something. Mm-hmm. Like people are theorizing like why she might have done it. And yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there are theories that she was mentally ill, bipolar. Mm-hmm. And like obviously at the time they probably didn't, understand uh, those issues or know how to treat them yeah uh this i believe is a shutter exclusive because it came out on the festival circuit i mean i think it was at tiff it was in the uk there's a bunch of different festivals and uh then it got its release in the u.s last fall but uh, kind of an indie film uh I don't want to say too much about which theory it is because that would ruin mm-hmm. some of it. But uh, it's a slow burn. Uh, I liked the, a lot of the visual. Uh, the visuals were pretty stunning. Camera work is great, especially with a uh, kind of a claustrophobic setting. Mm-hmm. Not much outside the house or the yard. Take, you know, doesn't really take place out there. Performances are great. Uh, I would definitely recommend this movie. I think it is a WTM eventually. Eventually. What else did you watch, Brett? I watched a 1987 movie Ooh. called Less Than Zero. Heard of it. It's been on my list for about three years on Netflix. <laughs> uh, directed by Merrick Kniavska. It's based on a novel by Brett Easton Ellis. From the book, motherfucker, from the book. Who I believe is also the person that wrote the novel uh, American Psycho. Stars Andrew McCarthy, Jamie Gertz, Robert Downey Jr., and James Spader. The synopsis is a college freshman returns to L.A. for the holidays at his ex-girlfriend's request, but discovers that his former best friend has an out-of-control drug habit. And that friend is Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> so you watched the documentary. It felt like, yeah, or a <laughs> biopic starring himself. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's basically about the excesses of... Uh, of teenage Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, teen- <laughs> well, well, teenagers in Los Angeles in the 80s mm-hmm. who are fairly wealthy. 
and it's, you know, the first year out of high school and, you know, one friend goes to college and a couple other friends kind of try to make it on their own in uh, the entertainment business. And at Christmas, the one that went to college comes back and it turns out Robert Downey Jr. is hooked on cocaine. He's got a huge problem. And much of the movie from then on out is him dealing with the addiction. Uh, so it's uh, a little bit depressing. It's uh, it's a bit of a hard watch, but, uh, you know, it's okay. It's not the best movie. I think Robert Downey Jr. probably does a good job of showing the effects of addiction and withdrawal, probably from experience. But I, I don't think this is a must-watch. I would give it a last resort. All right. It's a last resort. So the final film I'm going to talk about is also from 2018, Creed 2. With arms wide open. <laughs> uh, directed by Stephen Cable Jr. My sacrifice. <laughs> Enough for the Christian metal. Okay. Is, that, is that all the Creed songs you can think of, too? Yep. <laughs> Uh, starring Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Stallone, Tessa Thompson, Felicia Rashad. Tessa Thompson's in yep. everything. And in Black International. I think she's in, I swear she was in at least two or three of the movies that they had trailers before Endgame. Hmm. And then she's also in Endgame. Yep. Uh, Dolph Lundgren, Florian Montino, Russell Hornsby. Wood Harris. Avon Barksdale. You need to watch The Wire. Get all yeah. these references. I know. Milo uh, Ventimiglia. Andre Ward. That's about it. There's uh, another semi-famous person in the cast list, but I'm, I'm not going to list it because it, it was a bit of surprise when this person showed up in the movie. It made total sense, but no. it was kind of a cool twist. Synopsis, under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, newly crowned heavyweight champion Adonis Creed faces off against Victor Drago, the son of Ivan Drago. So when Creed 1 first came out, saw it in the theater, and I was a bit underwhelmed. I was like, eh, it's all right. I believe I gave it an eventually. It was very popular. Yes, it was. Did it get a Best Picture nomination? God, I can't remember now. I want to say it did, because the Academy loves boxing movies. Yeah, they do. But regardless, uh, I watched it again a couple months ago, and I withdraw my previous assessment. Loved it. Would upgrade it to soonish. Um, hasn't been updated on the website, I can tell you that, but liked a lot more the second time. So uh, I was excited to see this. I do love the Rocky series, minus Rocky Five, of course. And Rocky Four is... It, that's just a fun one. <laughs> uh, it's pretty ridiculous, and I find it to be one of the more rewatchable Rockies. It's maybe the shortest in the series, mm-hmm. and it's so fast-paced, and so much happens in so little time. It was very topical at the time, but and it's you know it's just a lot good campy fun. Loved watching it growing up, so I was pretty pumped for this. I finally watched this, and I did enjoy it. I wouldn't say I liked it as much as Creed 1. Creed 1 is still the better film. Although this was entertaining as well. And uh, there's still a couple of moments that get you pumped and juiced. You know, like like Rocky pumped, you know. <laughs> uh, performances are great. It was awesome to see Dolph Lundgren and Sylvester Stallone kind of square <laughs> off again, you know. As these older men. Who's looking better these days? Uh, definitely Ivan Drago. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren. I just looked it up. He was born 57. So he was about 60 when this film is made. 61, possibly. So he's quite a bit younger than... Uh, yeah, he's about 10 so years younger than Sylvester. But, um, yeah, it was great seeing him. Kind of takes, you know, basically a direct sequel to Rocky Four. And so after Ivan Drago lost the fight, he's kind of... I mean, the Soviet Union eventually fell. And, mm-hmm. of course, Rocky helped bring an end to the Soviet Union, right? <laughs> you got Gorbachev tearing down those walls. Uh, 
so he's kind of ostracized from society, you know, because he lost. So it's like the Soviet Union just kicks him to the curb, basically. And they should have. <laughs> Can't lose to a little pipsqueak <laughs> Rocky. Well, he had the, the hopes and dreams of an entire nation on his back. And steroids in his veins. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of steroids. <laughs> so it was kind of unique to get that perspective. You get kind of the storyline of Ivan and his son mm-hmm. growing up in uh, the Ukraine since they were kind of just kicked out of Russia. But nowadays, hey, it's all the same, right? Still? <laughs> no, not still? I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was definitely something that was unique to this film that kind of I don't know, made the movie better than just a you know cheap, generic sequel mm-hmm. to Rocky IV. Give it more depth, I think. Okay. But uh, yeah, I will give this an eventually. Eventually. All right. Yeah. That'll do it for a recently seen section. I think we should introduce a new segment that will be on these episodes. Now, our friends over at Movie Drone, they do a segment called Homework, where one assigns the other a movie to watch. Well, they assign movies to each other. That's right. Yep. Yep. That is correct. And we're going to bite your gimmick. Yeah. Although I have heard it on other podcasts as well, but... There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Although we did have a segment called Movie Fights, which is a little similar, but that was us mainly just arguing over ratings. We did it one time. Yeah. For Friday After Next, right? No. We did it for something fan- else. We did it for Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, uh, that's right. And we did it kind of impromptu, and mm-hmm. then you all ganged up on me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we can't really do that since generally... There- you know, for the foreseeable future, there's just going to be two of us. So we can't, you know, we need a majority here. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think it'd be fun to uh, assign the other a movie that we've already seen and then discuss it. Mm-hmm. You can discuss the rating as well, but it'll provide some give and take on the rating system and then those particular movies, some expanded discussion. But I think we'll do it one at a time where I assign you something. And then next episode, or the next recently seen episode, you'll talk about it. And we can discuss it. And then you'll assign me something. I think that works. Little do you know, this is just my ploy to get you to watch all of the Bond movies. <laughs> <laughs> all 20. There's 24, but you've seen one. Just just wait till you see what I make <laughs> you watch. You actually, you didn't hate the one Bond movie that you watched. That's true. That's because it was a black exploitation Bond movie, <laughs> Live and Let Die. A little bit. But uh, I think I'm going to assign you a new film. It just came out on Blu-ray here in the States, Dragged Across Concrete. Now, I'm a big fan of the writer-director as Craig Zoller, and you haven't seen his previous two films. I have not seen, no. Bone Tomahawk or Brawl in Cell Block 99. I have not seen either of those yet. But uh, it is a slow burn, longer movie. Total runtime is 158 minutes, so just over two and a half hours. So I'll have to be well rested before yep. I turn that on. Yep. But you got a couple of weeks to knock that out because uh, next week we are going to finally do our episode on Toxic Avenger 4, Citizen Toxie. Yes. Or is it Citizen Toxie colon Toxic Avenger, Avenger 4? It's Citizen Toxie colon I see. Toxic Avenger part four. <laughs> part four. And then the following week, I think we'll try to get in another recently seen ep, maybe where you'll talk about this. And then uh, The Human Tornado. Yes. Sequel to Dolomite. It's going to be awesome. Doing a couple of sequel movies this month. Before we get into uh, our summer theme, which we're pretty sure what it is. Yeah. But we haven't kind of ironed out all the movies that we're going to do. But Dragged Across Concrete might fit into that theme. Possibly little tease for what the summer theme is. Possibly. Yeah, yeah good luck we'll see. guessing based on that clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for real, though, good luck guessing based on that clue. <laughs> um, yeah, anything else you want to add? I don't I think, think so. Do I got to start uh, looking through and see what I can uh, make you watch next time. Yeah. You'll have to tell me if you haven't seen something. And... Uh, by next time, since, I mean, you don't object to watching Dragged Across Concrete, maybe we'll come up with a system where 
I don't know, once every three months, maybe you get like a, a veto. Like, no, I'm not going to watch that fucking movie. But only like one per like three months or I don't, something like that. I don't know. I'm I'm game to watch basically anything that you'll put in front of me. Yeah. I don't turn movies off. <laughs> it's it's. A, I thought there was one you turned off. It's a very rare occasion <laughs> when I turn a movie off before the end. Yeah. All right. Well. I would say we only veto ones we've already seen. Well, it has to be a movie that uh, you, like, when you assign me a movie, it has to be a movie that I have not seen. Right. So we have to make sure that I don't pick a movie you've already seen. Yeah. Yeah, you can ask me. It isn't like a gotcha thing, you know? It's like, yeah, no, I haven't seen that. Well, you're going to be watching it now, fucker. That type of thing. I love gotcha. Well, as long as of, I have access to it. This was kind of a gotcha thing yeah. for me. What the the movie I picked, or let's say, well, we you talked t- about this. You last told week. me, you told me literally five minutes before we start recording. Oh, by the way, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I also told you five minutes before recording the first time we recorded this two days ago, <laughs> three days ago, whatever it was. We talked about it. We didn't record it when we recorded this episode prior, but we did talk about it. Yeah, well, thought enough idea. time had passed where I'm like, well, we talked about the idea. I figured this movie would be a perfect one to start out with because it. I have no complaints about the movie. It'd be palatable. I'm just saying you sprung the movie on me. Yeah. Five minutes before we started recording. Yeah. I did. I hope everybody enjoys us arguing because we (laughs) don't do it enough. (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, I think that'll do it. Please follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie. You can follow Brett at positivelywolf1. Yep. Email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com. And please rate and review, subscribe, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. Hey, man, you're off my case.